0: I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am answering questions called in by you to the podcast phone number which is 828-338-9127 by the way and uh, first, we're going to do Rosebud and Thorn. So my rose today is we have new shelves in our dining room that are housing all of my work belongings, and they're just making me really happy. And My thorn is that I'm having a little bit of a rough long week, so that's not ideal, <laughs> and my bud is... I bought these like Velcro curlers for my hair and so far I don't know how to use them and it's not working very well, but I am hopeful that I will figure it out and I'll find like a way to style my hair with them that feels really good because I see people do it all the time on the internet and it looks so good and I want, I want those results for myself. Okay, friends, let's hear from today's caller. We have two questions from the same caller, and I'm going to answer them one at a time. So here is question one.
1: Hi, Sarah Jane. Thanks for your awesome podcast. Uh, My name is Joyce, and I'm a two, and I have kind of a deep dive question into my two-ness. You once mentioned on an episode that twos have a tendency to try to impress or win approval or love from people who are kind of on their peripheries of their life, like kind of more distant acquaintances. It's very important to twos. They can actually prioritize this over their own, you know, close family members or close loved ones. And that resonated so much with me. And I was just wondering if you could, like, elaborate like, why do twos do that? I've never heard that part of twos flesh that before. So would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you.
0: So I wish that I could remember exactly where I originally heard that, that like twos tend to give this energy to people outside of their household or kind of like neglect the people closest to them I want to say it could be the Enneagram and Love and Work by Helen Palmer but I don't want to don't miss don't like misquote me on that because I'm not confident that that's where it came from but um, in general our Enneagram types tend to do this with whatever we're doing we tend to um, give the most of our direct Enneagram type to places that feel less safe. And and I think the reason for this is that, you know, our Enneagram type is ultimately the mask we wear to earn our place in society, earn our place in the world. And when you have people who maybe you know are committed to you, who feel really safe, who you know you can trust, you can kind of let that down a little bit. Um, and you kind of don't feel like you have to over-function just to keep them around. So in some ways, this is actually a really great thing, except uh, when we kind of neglect the people in our lives in favor of pleasing the people who don't really matter, right? It's kind of like a prioritization thing of like, I really want to prioritize the people I'm closest to, not that we want to over-function in our Enneagram type that in that way but just more so am I burning myself out with people who don't ultimately matter who aren't gonna be with me on my deathbed just to make them like me when I have all of these people who already love and like me who would be thrilled to just kind of have this time and attention from me or um, maybe would appreciate a little bit more patience and slowness with them and their experiences um, another thing that can happen here with our twos is a fear of exploitation. You know, if our twos are givers, they're used to overgiving, they're used to over sacrificing, um, there's something about that um, a natural leaving that offers your ability to give more, right? So um, if you know I'm going to be with this person for 30 minutes and then I'm not going to see them for three more weeks then it feels like you can go all in and give like all of that to ness to them. And then when you go home, it's like the the drip it never ends, like the call for your time, the call for your attention. And so you can start to become more resentful a lot easier because there's no cutoff point without you stepping in and, and asking for it or setting the necessary boundaries for that. So those are kind of like my two hypotheses as to why that happens.
1: Hi, Sarah Jane. My name is Joyce and I'm a type two. I'm actually calling because I've heard you use the term action repressed when describing, I believe, type fours and type nines. Um And that really hit home for me. I'm married to a type four and um it's always funny to me that I can kind of, I have to kind of encourage him to do things like maybe go for a run, but then he's like, excellent at running and much better at running than me for example um so i'm just curious if you could speak about where type 2 stand on this spectrum of like action oriented or action repressed and i'd actually be curious to hear about all the types do all can all the types be categorized in this way um all right thank you
0: So when we talk about action repressed or action forward what we're talking about are the stances of the enneagram so there are three stances there's the assertive stance which is types seven eight and three then we have the compliance stamp stance which are types six two and a one and then we have the withdrawing stance which are types four five and nine and this is really about where you go when things get hard or when there's a conflict. Our compliant types move toward people in conflict to kind of make a reconciliation. Our assertive types move against people in conflict and then our withdrawing types move away from people in conflict. The other way that this shows up is that our action-oriented types, our assertive types, tend to be future oriented, kind of living in the future. Our withdrawing types tend to live in the past and our compliance types tend to kind of be in the present moment. The other way to think about this as well is where do we kind of gain our resources? Um, So our four, five, and nines, they're kind of pulling away as their way of getting their needs met. Our seven, eights, and threes, they're kind of pushing forward through as a way to get their needs met and our two six and our ones are looking to please or do the right thing or line up with some sense of what's right and wrong good and bad um in order to get their needs met so they kind of tend to struggle more with like people pleasing not setting boundaries um nines you would think like nines struggle with that as well which they do but kind of their way of getting their needs met is to just kind of disappear or back away Um, or passive-aggressively like take their time or stall on things, whereas a two, six, and one, they're kind of like they're moving toward you, like what can I do for you, leaning in to what you need and how they can take care of that. So that's kind of the way that I think about it. I would love to know if you guys have any clarifying questions. I think I've done a full episode on stances um, in the past, but if I have not, I'll look into that and see about doing one for you. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. Thank you, Joyce, for calling in your questions today. And if you have Enneagram questions that you would like answered, you can call or text them into to 828-338-9127. And as a reminder, the questions that get called in and you leave a voicemail, those get put to the top of the priority list because I just think they're more fun to listen to. And so... As those come in, I make them a priority. So if you want yours answered soon, voicemail is the way to go. But otherwise, text message, will get to them over time. As always, this was so fun, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.